Welcome everyone to the Credible Nerds Podcast. My name is Justin and I'm Jello. Jello. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everyone to the Credible Nerds Podcast. My name is Justin and I have my fellow Jedi with me, Aiden. Hi. And we're back today to talk some Star Wars. Uh, there's been some announcements over the past few weeks uh, here and there. Nothing big. I think they're saving everything for D23 that comes uh, comes up uh, next month, I believe. But So we want to get into that just talk about some of the Disney Plus shows. We had the recent release of Obi-Wan that we watched on Disney Plus, And then Andor is coming up with Cassian Andor and the formation of the Rebellion is what we're guessing. And then Bad Batch. So we got some some good Star Wars shows coming up on Disney Plus, and there's been some video game announcements that we'll talk about, and just kind of touch bases with that and talk about which ones we're looking forward to. So uh, let's get going. And as far as you, Aiden, uh, we went to Star Wars Celebration in in Anaheim back in May, and they had some some big. Uh, and show announcements uh, we knew about most of them i believe but they kind of solidified the information and stuff like that but as far as the reveals the trailers and all that that we saw there which one piqued your interest the most as far as a show and or a video game or or anything what did you take away from that so well there was a lot at celebration that like we we knew pretty much everything that was going to be announced uh, of course because they had to put the panel schedule and you know they've been announced and yeah. assumed for a while but a lot of a lot of the stuff we saw was more just information about everything yeah. which got me really excited for the second season of the bad batch more so um i i liked clone wars all the way up all from the beginning all the way up until now i've followed it and the bad batch is just a continuation of the clone wars and I love the art style in there, and I just loved the the direction that the first season went to. Um, so I, I'm really excited for that. And then as well, uh, one of the games I saw at Celebration on the floor was Star Wars Hunters, which I'm not a huge fan of mobile games usually, or I don't have a Switch or anything like that. So I, I wasn't excited at first when it was announced, but... Seeing it at Celebration and what it was about, the type of game that it would be, I got a little more excited about it. Um, it's a third-person arena action game uh, for the Nintendo Switch and iOS and Android. Uh, we don't know a ton about it, like everything else, especially in the video game world. We don't know a ton about any of the games that are coming out, but this one looks like it'll be pretty fun. The graphics on it look pretty stellar especially for a mobile game yeah is that the one that when you first walked in those doors there was a booth kind of up front there yeah pretty big and or no it was it was in the back a little bit oh, okay. kind of by the disney star fleet one. Oh, okay that's not the one i was thinking of then okay yeah i didn't i don't think i saw that one or paid much attention to it but you were liking that yeah i thought it was pretty good um it has some pretty unique stuff in it they have a robot jedi a knight sister jedi or sith um a stormtrooper in it 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 looks pretty interesting and i'm i'm excited to see it come out i got an ipad in mind for that game okay among other things of course but yeah um when i was when i was shopping around this game was in mind for sure okay cool yeah for me i think what interests me the most 
uh, Bad Batch, obviously, that was a pretty sweet uh, panel that we went to. And you can catch our recording of that panel on our YouTube channel, so definitely check that out. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, please. Uh, we need more subscribers. We need more people like you, more fans checking us out. And definitely uh, leave some comments on our videos as you watch and listen to them, so we'd appreciate that. But yeah, definitely subscribe to that to help us out. Um, you can find that panel as well as the anniversary, 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones panel on there and, and things like that from Celebration. So, uh, But I think out of the ones that we saw, probably Mandalorian Season 3 was piqued my interest the most in the sense that uh, we got a sneak peek with Book of Boba Fett, you know, what happens to Mando and Grogu. Uh, but we didn't really, the story didn't advance a lot. And it looks like this season, um, and even season two, the story advanced, but it was like him going from planet to planet, trying to find more information about a Jedi for Grogu. But I think this one is really more um, a personal story for Mandalorian as far as going back to Mandalore, um, the whole... um, Mandalorians, you know, what are they up to? What's how does he fit into that? The dark saber it looks way more interesting, way more cinematic too, from what we saw in the trailer. Yeah, a more more like a movie than a a TV show inside the volume all the time. That you know that new technology that they're using seems to be more bigger scale, I guess. So that really piqued my interest there. Yeah, yeah, that one was super interesting to me too. It sounds like that one's going to be more like the heart of what a Mandalorian is more. I feel like it's going to be the most Mandalorian yeah. out of all the Mandalorian that we've seen, you know? Yeah. Because if you think about it, at least for me, the best parts of season one were when he was interacting with an armorer and those other Mandalorians yeah. that were in the, the, the hiding hiding out with him. You know, they came to his rescue when he was trying to get out of there. So, you know, those parts. And then the flashbacks when the, the Death Watch came and saved him there yeah. when he was a kid. You know, all those parts were like super interesting for me. So, and I think they're going to, explore more of those things in yeah the show. yeah i mean so far the the my favorite parts of star wars have been in the clone wars and rebels with uh all the mandalorian storylines i mean i liked it so much i made a costume <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm pretty excited for that being able to see more mandalorian i mean it's it's about him <laughs> not being a mandalorian anymore yeah even though he has the dark saber um it, it's it's going to be cool to see him go back to Mandalore after, as we know, it's been purged by the Empire. It's um, not really Mandalore anymore. Yeah. No, they don't they don't hang out there anymore. Yeah, it sounds like there's there's probably some people living there, but it's not like their hub is what it sounds like. Yeah, in the trailer we saw the, I forgot what the city is called, but the main city that we saw in the Clone Wars and uh, Rebels, I think, but... Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's not the capital city anymore. It's empty. It's, um, it looks like it, but it's all run down and broken. And mm-hmm. it, it's kind of cool. I like it. Yeah. And that's due to be released February of 2023. So half a year or a little bit more than half a year away. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, It's just been an interesting story. I think for a lot of people... This, this show, The Mandalorian, embodies Star Wars, at least the Star Wars that they're wanting as far as the tones, the seriousness of it, but still some humor, you know, just the the hero's journey type thing that, that people have been wanting. 
and feel like they haven't been getting for a while. So, and I, to some degree, I, I kind of have felt like that as well, but I've enjoyed what we've gotten. Me too. From something I've seen on the internet a lot is this is, I mean, it's, it's not how I feel really, but people are saying it's the true sequel, sequel <laughs> trilogy, yeah. especially with Ahsoka coming out soon. Yeah. Um, it just brings it back to the heart of Star Wars, whereas the sequels that came out, I, I like them. I have lots to say about them, good and bad. Mm-hmm. But honestly, that's the rest of Star Wars. Um, you know, I could say plenty of things about the original trilogy, mm-hmm. and everyone knows it's not perfect, but it's the beloved original trilogy. Yeah. But the sequel trilogy isn't as much Star Wars as we want it to be, and mm-hmm. I think that's what the Mandalorian and John Favreau and Dave Filoni are trying to do is just bring it back, rein it in, do it, do it, Star Wars, do Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and speaking of Ahsoka, that was another big reveal too in that same panel. They re- they did a small uh, teaser trailer for Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that we saw in that were she's teaming up with the Rebels again. The cast from the Rebels. We got we had Hera. We didn't get to see a full view. We just saw her and we saw Sabine. And Sabine, yeah. the actor that plays Sabine was at that panel. was revealed there. We saw that. And she talked a little bit uh, about that. And so we saw Sabine and Hera and Ahsoka and Chopper kind of walking into the cockpit of, of the ghost, right? Yeah, I was... I'm, I'm really excited for that one, too, because it's live action, Ahsoka, Sabine. And in The Mandalorian, we saw live action Ahsoka as well, but that was just kind of a sneak peek at bringing animated characters into live action. And it was... Yeah. I think it was really good. And it's going to be directed by Dave Filoni. So, I mean, those characters that he created and he guided and and developed are going to be his characters again. So yeah. I'm really excited for that. And he's done tremendous as, you know, part of The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. So I'm that's going to be super cool, too. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know who's going to play Hera. Um, we didn't see anything with Zeb. I don't know if he's going to be there. He kind of went off with his people right there at the end with, uh, that one ex Imperial guy. Um, the one who, who became Fulcrum and then defected. Yeah. So I think they went back to his home planet. Uh, obviously Ezra's missing and I'm assuming that's going to be one of the main storylines of, uh, Ahsoka is finding Ezra and Grand Admiral, Th- Admiral Thrawn. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that's. Um, I think that's going to be their big secret. Like Grogu is who's going to be Ezra. Yeah. Because if they don't show who Ezra is, then it's kind of are they even going to find Ezra? Yeah. Um, and I'm really excited. If that's the story, I'm excited to see who they're going to put as Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah. I I've seen a lot of people speculate, but. I mean, they're all good. I I think a lot of people are going are going to go with um, his voice actor. Yeah. Because he does kind of look like him. I forget his name. Yeah. Uh, let me look it up real quick. Yeah. It's on the tip of my tongue, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know who it is. I can picture him in my head. And he looks like him and obviously sounds like him. Yeah. Lars Mikkelsen. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So... Yeah, I, I would imagine they just use him unless he's unavailable or it doesn't work out for some reason. I'm, why wouldn't they? 
Um, Ezra, I mean, I guess they could use the original actor. Uh, he was, he's not just, he was one of those guys, young guys that was, uh, an actor. Then they used him as a voice actor. Uh-huh. He's not in a lot of stuff. So I don't know how, how, um, how good his acting is, but he's an actor. So they could potentially use him. I don't know about that. So, but, uh, then Hayden Christensen is rumored to return as Anakin Skywalker and, um, it's all been confirmed, all but been confirmed. So I would like to see some flashbacks like we did with Obi-Wan Kenobi in that, in that show. Yeah. Um, especially with Ahsoka being the title character. I don't yeah. see why they would. Yeah. So I think the first season we'll see like, oh, we're getting the crew back together because we saw that at the end of Rebels, right? Where Ahsoka shows up after the, the war is over in Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, she finds Sabine and she's like, Hey, we're going to go find Ezra. She's like, okay. And they, that was the end of the show. So I'm assuming it starts around that point where her and Sabine are, Hey, let's go find, let's get Tara. Let's get the crew back together. We're going to go do this. And then the first season is kind of the journey to find clues and head out into deep space and find them. And like that last episode, it'd be like, um, the force awakens. (laughs) The last scene is, Ray finds Luke finally. It'll be something yeah. like that. They're like, "Oh, there's Ezra right there," and then it's over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. So something like that. Uh huh. That's that's Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I think also, if from the trailer that we saw, it looks like it picks up right when Rebels ends too. And what? Like I don't remember. I remember seeing the mural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the trailer, the same one that we saw in rebels at the very end yeah so i i'm going to assume that it starts up right Right then Uh uh-huh yeah that would be cool if they did like reef if they filmed that last scene in live action with ahsoka showing up to talk to sabine that would be cool where it's like kind of like how um a new hope and rogue one are yeah where it just kind of carries over you can watch it back to back yeah that would be cool so i'm excited for that one they didn't really reveal a lot there was a lot of just scenes with ahsoka standing there and i don't i don't remember it was so quick a lot of uh, fast-paced cuts and stuff like that so i don't remember much um from that trailer and i think it's online somewhere but it's low quality so it's hard to watch yeah stuff so they haven't officially released anything with that but that one looks good. Um, so those are the big, I think those are the big ones that I'm looking for, forward to. Um, oh, Andor. Uh, that one's, I'm kind of mixed. Like, I want to see it, but I'm, like, not excited to see it per se, but I'm interested to see it. Yeah, I mean, you and I have had plenty of conversations about what we think on and off uh, the camera. Yeah. Just about what we think Andor is really going to be about. Yeah. Where we think Andor isn't, an A-list character of Star Wars. I mean, he was a tit- or a, a main protagonist in Rogue One, but he dies. Yeah. So, like, we know his fate, but also at the same time, it's his show. Yeah. So, we think it's going to be more of him being the glue for the other splinter groups, um, you know, Rebels, and or the, like the ghost crew from Rebels. Um, like Jenner, so of course later on, 
Uh, yeah. Sagarera. Sagarera. I could only think of the actor's name. Um, Sagarera. Maybe even Cal Kestis. Yeah. And he's in the game. He has joined up with uh, Sagarera at, at one point, one of the missions. So there's a connection there. Mm-hmm. Well, I like this quote from Tony Gilroy, who in an interview with Vanity Fair about um, Ro- or Andor, he says, Andor gave his life for the galaxy, right? I mean, he's consciously, soberly, without vanity or recognition, sacrificed himself. Who does that? That's what this first season is about. It's about him being revolution-averse and cynical and lost and kind of a mess. His adopted home will become the base of our whole first season, and we watch that place become radicalized. Then we see another planet that's completely taken apart in a colonial kind of way. The Empire is expanding rapidly. They're wiping out anybody who's in their way. So first season kind of focused on Andor, his story, how he's been in the fight since he was six years old, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Uh, Pretty um, focused on him, kind of a small story. And not, I doubt, probably at the end he escapes and goes and finds rebels. I don't know. But uh, pretty much about him that first season, it sounds like. Yeah, and something that kind of interests me, that whole premise that we just read sounds awesome. I think that's one of the things in Star Wars that everyone wants to see is just the Empire taking over. Yeah. And what, what people do about it. But the last part, it says, then we see another planet that's completely taken apart in a colonial kind of way. The Empire is expanding rapidly. And also the show takes place right at the beginning of Rebels. So It I, does say that, but I don't, I don't know. I think it does. So Rebels starts um, five, no, like five, four, three years before A New Hope, right? No, it's a lot earlier than that. Oh, I, I thought think. it was sooner. I guess they do meet Princess Leia, but she's younger. A couple of years younger. Yeah. I mean, she's 18 in A New Hope. Yeah. So maybe she's like 15. But I, I always thought it was around the t- same time as Obi Wan, which is 10 years after nine years before A New Hope. So I don't know. Uh, we're getting conflicting reports here. <laughs> yeah. But if that's the case, my speculation is that other planet would be Lothal. Because that's what it that's what happens in in Rebels, right? And that's something that we already know. And also, if they're doing Ahsoka, then maybe the beginning of of the live action version of Rebels. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that would tie into what we saw in Rebels, right? Lothal was in that situation, being taken apart in a colonial kind of way, right? Yeah, it's not. No one's fighting there. It's mm-hmm. just a normal planet. People are farmers. Yeah. Just doing their best to survive. And then the Empire comes over and and then kind of just takes it over. Yeah. Like, you guys are ours now. Yeah. This is ours now. Thanks. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just do their thing. Yeah. So if it's not Lothal, it'll probably be some pretty similar experience mm-hmm. to that. So, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. That comes out. Um, when is that? September? August 31st. That's oh, right. Close. Yep. So 12 episodes, it sounds like, according to what we're seeing. And um, Obi-Wan Kenobi came out. We're going to do a review series on that, but uh, quick thoughts on Obi-Wan, what we saw now that it's over. What do you think? 
Did it live up to what you were expecting? More. More so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was one of the best series of Star Wars out. Yeah. I mean, it brought back a lot of nostalgia, but I think it wasn't just about the nostalgia. Right. Which I think, or I, I, I liked how it brought back that, but also utilized that to make a, a good story. Right. Instead of just being like, oh, hey, here's Obi-Wan. You remember him? Yeah. yeah. Him and Anakin fought, and now they're fighting again. Yeah. Um, but they, they expanded the story. They brought in new characters, got you invested in those characters. And also just expanded Star Wars. Yeah. Filled in some empty space. Yeah, bridged the gap between the prequels and the sequels very well. Because uh-huh. uh, you saw Clone Wars flashbacks, or not Clone Wars, Order 66 flashbacks, uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin fighting, training together yeah. in pre-episode two. Um, so you had that, and then you had... You know, the Lars homestead with Owen and Baru Lars from A New Hope, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Darth Vader, who's more similar to what we see in A New Hope than, than the prequels. So he had all that tie, tying everything together, and it was a great uh, way to transition, to help us transition between uh, the trilogies. Uh, yeah, and again, a lot of nostalgia, but definitely its own story. One of the things I was surprised about, and I don't think we saw it in the trailer. If we did, we didn't know what we were seeing, but the whole Princess Leia arc yeah yeah we didn't know about that yeah that was a big surprise for me and i liked it for the most part um i felt the only problem i really had with that is we always there's always this young kid that needs to be helped right we see it with mandalorian and grogu we see it in rebels with ezra kind of see it in a new hope with luke Bad Patch. Bad Patch with Omega. You know, so we've seen this thing before so many times. So outside, but that's a concept that I'm kind of getting tired of. But the actor, the character of Princess Leia and her interactions with Obi-Wan I thought was really good. And it was refreshing to some degree. Uh Um, So I didn't mind it. But it was a surprise for me. I was surprised to see that. Yeah, I think more so that feeling. I, I agree with that feeling. But I also feel like, if anything, this is the only story that could have worked yeah. well. Because he had to get off Tatooine. Uh-huh. And what would bring him off Tatooine is, you know, Leia. Yeah. And, like, obviously, we've never, Luke's never been off of Tatooine. No. That we know of, at least. I mean, he never says anything about it. He wants to get out of there to yeah. join the Imperial Navy. And uh, also. It explains how Princess Leia knows Obi-Wan more than just her dad knew her. Yeah. Yeah. That she could turn to him and he would help. Yeah. Kind of explored that. And it's, you're my only hope instead of you're our only hope. Yeah. Because she knew. Yeah. She knew he could get the job done. Yeah. I mean, he's done it before now. So. Yeah. Now we know that. Yeah. So I like that. And I liked Obi-Wan's kind of, he's cut himself off from the force. He's very cynical in this. Very cynical, with reason. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> His whole world fell apart in episode three. Yeah. It so. was it, it was kind of like, I feel like if they did it this way for Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi, it would have gone so much better where, you know, Luke is kind of grumpy and just annoying, but Obi-Wan is like, you know, this makes sense. You saw all your friends die when you were supposed to be the good guy. 
Yeah. And the person who did it was your Padawan. So yeah, you, your best friend. You're thinking it's all your fault. Um, you're thinking, why do I have this power if I couldn't stop it? And he just he he he's very convincing. You and McGregor is very convincing in this. And he he brought back Obi Wan in in the best way possible. Yeah. Yeah, because we needed to see him grow somehow, mm-hmm. and he did throughout the series. We needed to see some change. He was—I knew he wasn't going to be the same Obi Wan. I wouldn't have—if he would have been, I would have been disappointed. If he would have been the same heroic type of guy, yeah. Because um, yeah, he, everything he lost everything. So I expected him to be beaten down, discouraged, depressed. You know, kind of living the mundane life, which he was. Yeah. So that, I thought that was perfect. And just watch him grow and kind of realize, hey, I need to get back into the fight. I need yeah. to do something because these people need my help. Yeah, I have this power. I need to do something with it. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was good. I de- definitely pleasantly surprised. I uh, met my expectations and all that. Um, see, the another thing we've heard something about recently is the Acolyte in the sense that uh, a cast member was announced, Amandla Stenberg. Um, don't know much about her, but uh, she was announced to be in the show. Not necessarily what character she's playing. I'm assuming she's one of the main characters, I if not the main the, character. Yeah, the lead role. <laughs> yeah. Uh, otherwise, you know, it doesn't make sense to announce a backup B-list character. But yeah, so that's... You know, 100 years before the Phantom Menace in the High Republic era, mm-hmm. or close to it, I guess. I don't know. If, what is the High Republic era? Is that, that's like 200 years, right? Uh, yeah, I was thinking it's like a little further back. 300, but also I think that's just where it starts, maybe. I'm assuming it goes from then to now where it kind of rapidly declines to the Empire. Yeah. To the Empire? Yeah, from... So it, I, I would say the High Republic era, and I'm not an expert, of course, but um, f- like that 300 years to the Phantom Menace. Okay. And then from the Phantom Menace is where we really see, you know, obviously Chancellor Palp or Senator Palpatine becomes Chancellor Palpatine, yeah. and I think that's the rapid decline of the yeah. Republic. Yeah, the Republic, you know, once he got in charge, it was, what, 10 plus 3? It's like 13 years. Yeah. Or uh, maybe even starting from Chancellor Valorum because he was the corrupt chancellor. Yeah, he was, yeah, not very strong. Uh-huh. So, yeah, maybe we start off and it's like a strong republic and they're, you know, the Jedi don't have to be peacekeepers or anything because there's peace. Yeah. There's no reason to enforce it. Uh, but what would be the conflict? This acolyte. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, it's, I'm assuming it's a Sith acolyte. Yeah. That's the only word or the only time we've heard that phrase or that word used before was in Rise of Skywalker with the Sith Acolytes on that planet. Exegol. Uh, Exegol. So, I'm just, yeah, assuming the, the logo is red with a lightsaber slashed through the middle of it. So, Sith connotations there. Yeah. I, I mean... For the Jedi as well, that's why we watch Star Wars. Yeah. And especially with everything else coming out that's so not Jedi-centric. This one has to be 
there's a Sith and the Jedi have to fight that Sith because that's their job. Their job is to fight the dark side of the Force, keep balance in there, not really fight wars and the Clone Wars. And, yeah. You know, it's more they're looking well, for the dark side. Yoda, well, no, Ki Mundi said the Sith are extinct. There hasn't been Sith for like a millennium. Yeah. Right? That's a thousand years. Something like that. So how are they going to get away with... Jedi haven't... The Jedi Council hasn't seen the Sith for like a thousand years. They're extinct. But yet, here's this acolyte. Maybe that's what they're trying to say with this. Is This is a, a person who is Force-sensitive, but they don't know what to do with it. They fall to the dark side, and that's what they're doing. Maybe it's something like Bane, you know, where he found out he had the force yeah and something bad happened to him and he kind of used that force for evil and he was just kind of a learner for a long time until he actually joined the sith so maybe that's what this is about is someone who's kind of causing some chaos but just enough to get you know the jedi involved and kind of stumped for a little bit yeah maybe he's not a she's not a full-on sith yeah so maybe i think that's what they're trying to say by the by the title yeah because Acolyte, I would assume, is kind of like a Padawan for yeah. the Sith. Well, an Acolyte, I think, like, the official definition is, like, someone who, like, a, s- a student, student, something yeah. like that. So, I imagine it's someone who found some Sith artifact or... Yeah, learning the something. Sith ways. Uh-huh. Not full-on Sith. But we know that the Sith are around at this time. They're in hiding. Uh-huh. It's only 100 years before the Phantom Menace. That's could easily be Darth Plagueis. Era. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Be cool to see him. Maybe he helps train her or gets her pushes in the right direction and then Yeah, I don't know. Cool. Yeah, I'm I'm that's intriguing to me. I'm I'm liking this. The quote, uh the director is Leslie Headland, or I guess the head writer. I'm not sure if she's the director, but uh She's writing the, the scripts for the show, and her she was quoted in Vanity Fair saying, we're taking a look at the political and personal and spiritual things that came up in a time period that we don't know much about. My question when watching The Phantom Menace was always like, well, how did things get to this point? How did we get to a point where a Sith Lord can infiltrate the Senate and none, none of the Jedi pick up on it? Like, what went wrong? What are the scenarios that led us to this moment? Yeah, and that sounds like something that everybody's thinking also so that'll be pretty cool yeah someone is exploring it yeah yeah i mean my my wife watched um you know the the prequel trilogy one of her biggest questions was why didn't they know about chancellor palpatine being a sith Uh he was talking to him (laughs) why didn't they sense the dark side that doesn't make any sense right and i've heard it from other people too it's like what's the deal here so i think if they can kind of explain that and Tell us a good story about that. I mean, it talks about political and spiritual things. Doesn't sound like a lot of intrigue, but it could. I think they can um, do good with it. I think because you can have some good things with those those topics. So it'll definitely be nice not to speculate anymore because we can speculate all we want, but none of that's hard fact until they make something about it. Yeah, and you know, I'm like I speculate all the time, like oh the. You know, a whole republic is corrupt. That's how they didn't see it, but yeah, we don't know. Right. It's be good to get some 
ideas, some stories that way. So, yeah, so that comes out next year sometime. They haven't set a date other than 2023. Uh, Lando, they announced that a while back, but we haven't heard anything for since they announced it. <laughs> we don't know if it's Donald Glover that's going to be in it or someone else or it's going to be Billy D. Williams. We're going to have an old, old Lando story. Or if we're going to get Han Solo in there somehow. I don't know. You know, if this is Solo 2, <laughs> yeah. then... That would be cool. Yeah. They could pull it off. I mean, Lando... I, I liked Donald Glover as Lando. I did too. I mean, he's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. Um, he does great in everything. I mean, we saw him in Community Yeah. Uh, as a comedian. But here he's very serious, but also kind of brings that flair of Lando. Yeah. And I think he plays a perfect young Lando. Yeah. I think most people who complained about Solo admit that they liked Donald Glover's Lando. I Yeah. If you have a gripe with Donald Glover's Lando, then <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought he did great. So, yeah, maybe switch the focus. Okay, if first part of the story is Solo. Now the second part's Lando. And you kind of see them do working together somehow. I don't know. Yeah. And that'd even, be cool. Even as a Billy D. Williams Lando, that would be that would be really cool, too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so other than that, I think that's those are the big things on the horizon. There is the Taika Waititi Star Wars movie that's been talked about lately, but other than him directing it, and it's going to be something completely different, different corner of the universe, or at least different timeline, part in the timeline, that's pretty much all we know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's come it's supposed to come out next year. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. I mean I I read an interview a couple weeks ago and he hadn't written anything yeah. for it yet. Yeah, so. I thought he'd been working on it for a couple months. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm interested to see how that goes because um seeing Thor four <laughs> I wasn't super Yeah. Uh I didn't like it that much. Yeah. Um, and also, another interview, it's super funny, but also it lost a little faith um, having him direct a Star Wars movie as he wanted Natalie Portman yeah. to be a character in it. <laughs> yeah, and didn't even know that she was already in it as uh, you know a main character. So I was like, have you seen Star Wars? Yeah. In some ways, that's refreshing that he doesn't know a ton of it. But at the same time, it's, that's a basic thing. I mean, Natalie yeah. Portman, her big, like... That was her breakout role. Yeah, right? it was. everybody knew her after that, after the prequels, right? Uh-huh. So, yeah, that was... I don't know if he's joking around. Maybe that's part of his humor. Cause I hope so. Yeah. Maybe he's just throwing a bunch of red herrings out there for everybody to freak out over. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so those are the the latest things. Other than that, we don't know much about uh, any other Star Wars movies. Yeah. So, which is disappointing. The one that I was looking forward to, the Rogue Squadron one with Patty Jenkins directing, all of a sudden is delayed indefinitely, which yeah. is unfortunate because that one has a lot of potential. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw it coming for something. I mean, with so many stuff coming out, it's hard not to be exhausted with everything and just losing track of something and something going wrong yeah so it makes sense but yeah i'm a little disappointed like you yeah 
as long as it gets made in the near future, that'd be cool. Yeah, I was I was really excited about that because it seemed like a kind of like a Top Gun meets Star Wars type yeah. movie. Yeah, hopefully with the success of Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> yeah, okay, we got to do this. Let's greenlight this project. Get it going. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, games, Star Wars video games. Uh, that's those are big deals lately. We have the most recent Star Wars game is Legos. Star Wars Skywalker Saga, I think, is the most recent one. Yeah. Then before that, uh, Jedi Fallen Order? Or is there one in between those? I don't think so. I think it was Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I mean, plenty of Old Republic expansions. Yeah. uh, Mobile game stuff. But the big game was uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which to this day is still one of my favorite Star Wars games ever. Uh, Visually and... Um, by the story and um, I'm excited to see this next one Star Wars Jedi Survivor the trailer looked amazing um, that's something I really appreciate appreciate about living in this time uh, all the old Star Wars games I love and cherish and still play um, but the visuals for Star Wars Battlefront <laughs> 2 in 2015 7 years old and it looks like it could be made next year yeah it's they're insane and uh same with jedi jedi fallen order if you have it on a console it looks amazing and if you have it like me on a pc it just looks impeccable and i i love that that's what they're doing in these new star wars games it's just focusing on visuals as well as story rather than you know gameplay um i mean a lot of people will disagree with me there but they also do have really good gameplay i think they're just going with better studios i mean yeah ea and dice and then respawn now so there's going to be a new respawn game right first person shooter star wars game i'm not sure i think so but i don't remember what yeah it is. they haven't really announced much other than there's going to be one. Oh, okay maybe that's <laughs> so. what it is yeah well, I mean, if that's the case, that would be awesome because their big titles are um, Apex Legends and Titanfall, yeah. and those are sweet. Uh, they do sci-fi shooters really, really well. Cool, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm down for a first-person shooter. I mean, that's what uh, the Republic Commando was, right? Yeah, I remember liking that game. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, Star Wars Eclipse. We had a trailer. Of- from that, it's been a few months, but all of a sudden it was just there. Yeah. <laughs> and it was awesome, but we didn't know anything about it. And we still don't know, much, still about don't know it. much about it. We know who it's from, which is uh, Quantic Dream, yeah. which they did uh, most notably Detroit Become Human, which I played. Uh, and and I, I played that game like three or four times through because it's... It's another one of those games that's just so visually beautiful and also really complex. It's uh, focused on the butterfly effect where uh, decisions you make at the beginning of the game affect you at the end of the game. Oh, nice. Uh, and it's very um, narrative focused. So uh, it's a single player game. And uh, the trailer in this uh, was gorgeous. Yeah, uh, it, it was. It was, it was amazing. so good looking. And it sounds like this game is going to be really similar to uh, the setup of Detroit Become Human, where you 
you play a few different characters throughout the game and uh based on what you do it it changes the rest of the game yeah okay um set in the high republic era yeah we know that we saw a younger yoda in the trailer yeah that's right that was really cool a lot of drums being beaten yeah (laughs) (laughs) from some people we don't know anything about but so yeah pretty awesome trailer uh, but it kind of reminded me of the old, the old Republic trailers, where you'd see these great trailers. Where this, I remember the one that was just amazing, the first one, whereas this ship crashes into the Jedi Temple and like fifty Sith Lords uh, yeah. jump out and start attacking the Jedi, and it's this huge lightsaber battle, amazing uh, choreography, and just you're just like, whoa, I want to play that game. Yeah. And then I don't know, it just. The actual M- game wasn't yeah. as good as that. It was an MMO, so yeah. the the visuals and the gameplay weren't what you expected yeah. it to be. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of reminds me of that. Hopefully by now the the gameplay is pretty similar pretty close to the to that what we've seen in the trailer. Yeah. And you know having experienced that studio before I I bl- believe in them. Okay. I have faith that they'll make a good game. Sweet. <laughs> And then we've heard we got news a while back about the Knights of the Old Republic remake. <laughs> Again, we don't know. It's, it's crazy that we don't know a lot about these announcements. Yeah. I guess Lucasfilm likes to put out announcements. Hey, we're going to do this, but we're not going to tell you anything about it for yeah. like a year. Uh, so we don't know in the sense of is it a new Knights of the Old Republic, or is it a revamp, same storyline? Which I don't think they would put all this resource, money, time, effort into just redoing the same game, same story, right? Yeah. We're going to see something different, I guess. Yeah, I think I think you're right, but I also think you're wrong. Um, I, I think a remake is going to be more like remaking or re updating the combat style because right. the original is turn based um based on a dice roll yeah. and that was what was popular back in the day that was great for 2001 yeah or whenever it came out <laughs> yeah that's that was a lot of games you know the original fallouts pokemon yeah uh, all that stuff all gate yeah was all was all turn based but now we're seeing more stuff that's more technical on a controller and keyboard yeah um people want to be challenged yeah so i think that's what it's going to be and then of course just remaking the the levels probably expanding them i would hope making them bigger and more explorable okay because if they just did it now there would be nothing to explore everyone's seen it already yeah so i think they would have to maybe even have the same storyline but completely just shake up the levels totally i mean maybe have the same type of characters same like cantina on telos at the beginning or terrace yeah um where you can do the arenas but it looks completely different something like that yeah but i also feel like it'll be more like a, a remake as a remaster where they update the graphics put it in a new engine keep the same storyline expand it a little bit put some more decisions yeah, so kind of the same story beats. Same I I would imagine we'd have 
Revan. Yeah. Same plot. Yeah. Just better and like you said, expand the the worlds yeah. you're exploring. Yeah, hopefully just make them bigger, more complex and yeah. Maybe more weapons. Yeah. More armors. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they'll use some of this the old stuff as nostalgia. Yeah. To pull in all those people. I mean, because everybody played this game. Yeah. Uh, I played it. Um, all my friends played it. My wife played it. You played it. I still play it. <laughs> still play I'm it. Not. I mean, everybody played this game. So they're going to have some of those same things to bring people in and get them excited about it. Yeah, and this is probably the most beloved game of Star Wars ever. Yeah, yeah. Just like, like you said, everybody's played it. Everybody knows at least Knights of the Old Republic. And it's unarguably, indisputably the coolest part of star wars yeah which is why i'm dumbfounded they haven't announced uh knights of the old republic movie series yeah or disney plus series even yeah they have comics they have games they have books but nothing yeah to watch and there's so much i mean it's a blank slate basically i mean you can do anything in there there's as many jedi as you want as many sith as you want you got troopers you got droids you got Storm or not stormtroopers, but imperial troopers. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. You got you got a you got a structure with you got the Republic, you got the Jedi, you got the Sith, all these you know established things. But other than that, you can do whatever story you want. So yeah, and it's got some of the coolest ships, the coolest armors. I mean, if you thought the armor in the Clone Wars was cool, like the armor in the Old Republic video game is is awesome you know yeah. they've got their trooper armor layered on their cloaks but it's not just like shoulder pads it's full-on like chest and they've got double like dual double blades and yeah yeah it's cool and yeah everything about it is just awesome yeah a lot of potential with something like that yeah um hunter stars hunters we talked about that that's coming out um ea or no Ubisoft. Ubisoft Star Wars project, but again, don't know anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> Other than they're making it. It. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm worried about that game. Honestly, okay. there's. How is Ubisoft lately? That's the thing. Is they have good games, they have good ideas, but some of the latest projects are either really good or they're really bad. Uh, there's another game coming out, like the, all their Assassin's Creed games. They're changing up a little bit, but they're still like, like their visuals are great. Their gameplay is great. It's not the same as it was, but that's just what time does to games. Yeah. Um, and those are good, but there's a couple games like um, Ghost Recon, which was canceled because they couldn't find enough interest in it. Um, and I guess the test was bad and... Um, uh, Rainbow Six, there was a new one, Rainbow Six Extraction, it was like a zombie based one, or not a zombie, but like kind of similar to that, where it's uh, a plague, mm-hmm. and they've got to fight it, aliens and stuff, and I played it, and I did not like it huh. at all, <laughs> and I liked all the other Rainbow Six, like um, Rainbow Six Siege, which is super popular, it's a um, search and destroy mm-hmm. game, and all the previous ones that were more story based were super cool, and yeah. they had another open world game that was supposed to come out, kind of combine all their stuff, and I think that's been canceled. Yeah, and but they also yeah that is worrisome. Yeah, they also have another game coming out soon called Skull and Bones. It's okay. a pirate game. 
which it looks really good um, visually and also uh, just what it's going to be about. I'm that game comes out in just a couple of weeks, but I'm right. I'm gonna play that game and see if my my faith is <laughs> yeah reinstated. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, okay, so other those are the kind of the main Star Wars games that are coming out. Uh, anyone that we missed that you are aware of? Um, that's any iOS games, mobile mobile games. I mean, if there are, they're probably just like dumb pinball games or something like that. I yeah. think the big one is Star Wars Hunters. They do have Galaxy of Heroes. That they're constantly updating. Yeah, but I don't think there's anything big like that. Okay, all right. So some some good good uh, titles that should be fun to play. As far as Star Wars moving forward, um, this is what the plan is for the next couple of years with these projects that we've been talking about. What haven't we talked about already that you would like to see come out? What era? What uh, I don't know story? I, I guess. Yeah, I mean the only thing that I want to see is. Knights of the, like, the Old Republic era. The coolest yeah. stuff happens there. Um, and also, I'm I'm very excited to see the High Republic stuff. You know, the show, the accolade, the game, uh, yeah. the clips. I think that'll be pretty cool. That's more Jedi-focused. There's lots of Jedi. and Yeah. Um, it's not the Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, I, everything looks pretty good. Yeah, I like... Their strategy right now is with Disney Plus is to fill in the blanks, yeah. fill in the gaps, and I like that. And they should keep doing that. Um, as far as movies go, I would like I'd like to see more movies. Basically, because Star Wars is a a grand uh, event. You know, mm-hmm. blockbusters are synonymous with Star Wars, and we we need that with Star Wars to get people excited. Because if they just keep doing the Disney Plus series, it's going to become a commonplace. Not that big of a deal. Like, yeah. oh, another Disney Plus show. I mean, that's how it is with Marvel. Right. There, there's a new Marvel show. I think I'm three series behind right now because I just, I don't care that much. Yeah. And it's going to get like that. If they if they don't uh, pump out or pump up the excitement by releasing movies, like good movies. Um, I want to see, actually, I, I want to see episodes 10 11 12 yeah with ray finn and poe there's got to be something they can where they can go with that yeah i'm, I'm even okay with some standalone films yeah like, uh, like lando yeah i i i'll support that a hundred percent or some other stuff but there's got to be movies i agree there has to be something big yeah so i, I would want to see something like that uh 10, 11, 12. Because I think that was the, the plan at the beginning when Disney bought uh, Star Wars from Lucas is 7, 8, 9, kill off or retire the, the legacy characters, Han, Luke, Leia, and those guys. And then these new group of characters would kind of move in and do their own thing, do their own story. And that's they did kind of set that up at the end where, you know, what's Ray going to do now? Yeah. What's her, is she just going to, live on Tatooine or just travel around the universe not doing anything? No. Yeah. She's not going to do that. There's something there. Yeah. And the First Order's gone, so what's the next threat? You know, there's always someone fill in, to fill in that uh, vacuum. Mm-hmm. 
and they could go in a different direction. You know, the Empire First Order trope is kind of done. Uh, we don't need another Sith Lord necessarily, yeah. or we if we do, it needs to be a new Sith Lord, not Palpatine or you know someone like that. It's got to be someone different, yeah. exciting, uh-huh. right? threatening. Yeah, some I I liked um, Count Dooku a lot. Yeah, so I think something cool would be uh, a character similar to Count Dooku, where he's like, you know, I believed in you for a long time, but I don't anymore. Yeah, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna step away, um, and whoever wants to join me can, and then that creates a war, but it, they both believe what they're doing is good, and to an extent, it is good, right? Um, at least in what they're, in what they're doing and what they believe, instead of this all evil yeah. Sith Lord, oh, I want to rule the galaxy. It's more like I believe you guys are corrupt, so yeah. I'm doing my thing. Yeah. But if you guys take my people, I'm going to fight you. Yeah. Yeah, it's more intriguing than just the white-black tropes that we've been, which are good about, you know, let's change it up. It is Star Wars. Yeah. So you're going to have that. But I think people are looking for other things too. Mm -hmm. So that would be great. Old Republic would be great. Uh, I like the idea of Taika Waititi's show hey look at this other corner of the universe that we never seen before mm-hmm. supposedly ryan johnson's sh- trilogy is going to be like that okay which mm-hmm. i think he should have done that instead of episode eight because yeah. he tried to do that with episode eight let's do something completely different yeah um and it for some people it worked and most people didn't but i think i wouldn't mind him doing something that's unrelated to anything that we've already seen and that's what i want to see next yeah What's I, new? There's a, it's a huge galaxy. Yeah. I think the reason I rolled my eyes there is because we <laughs> also haven't heard anything about yeah, that. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, is that actually going to happen? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm with you there. Because I think they announced that before episode eight came out. Uh-huh. And I've noticed every time they're like, yeah, this movie's so good. We're going to do another trilogy. There's going to be another <laughs> follow-up movie to it. Every time that happens, the movie isn't doesn't do that well. Yeah, and they're trying to like drum up hype, saying, "Oh, it's so good, we're gonna keep telling the same, you know, the story." But then the movie falls flat, and they they don't do it. Yeah, because it's people aren't interested in it. So it's kind of a marketing trick, from what I've have yeah. seen the last few years. I don't. Yeah, I don't think what he did was bad, but it was out of place. So if he did do another trilogy, I. I mean, it's Star Wars, so I'd watch it anyways, but I would yeah. be excited for it if it yeah, actually it happens. Yeah. I, he's a good filmmaker. All the other, like, I was excited when he was announced as a director because I liked Looper, and uh, I think that's the only one I really saw, but uh, I guess Knives Out was great. Yeah. So he's a good filmmaker. He just needs his own story, his own direction, and yeah. not, um, yeah, not do what he did. So I think I'd be fine with that, and they should do that. I'll give them another chance. And then, you know, so these other projects out there, you know, let's see what are these other corners of the universe have for us in mm-hmm. Star Wars. Um, I think that's, those are my big things yeah. that I can think of. So we might get those, we might not. I don't, I just don't understand why Lucasfilm hasn't, um, they don't seem to have a direction. They're just responding to criticisms. Yeah. Like yeah. people freaked out over Last Jedi and Solo 
and Rise of Skywalker, so they just shut it down. Oh, we're done. We're going to take a break. Yep, no more movies, just TV shows. Yeah. And then people like Mandalorian, oh, we're going to do more TV shows. Yeah. And so it's like they're, there's, like if George Lucas was directing, he'd be like, eh, whatever. I'm doing what I want to do. That's what Star Wars is. <laughs> that's, that's Disney, though, is they just want to make as much money as possible. Yeah. And they have been. Yeah. They've seen Star, Star Wars as one of their most profitable businesses. Yeah. So it's it's not surprising to me that they're doing that. But also at the same time, like, just make good content. Mm-hmm. And even if a movie doesn't do a billion dollars worth of revenue or whatever, you can still tell a good story. You have it only make 500,000 or 500 million. It's still, yeah. it's fine. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to hit a home run every time you make a movie. And yeah. it's fine. That's why I like Solo. It's its small. It's its, its own story. It didn't do gangbusters, but who cares? I, I still liked it. I mean, Solo to this day is one of my favorite movies. Um one of my favorite Star Wars movies. I uh, it goes Revenge of the Sith, Solo, and I don't care what anyone says about that. And so I was really disappointed when, um, based on the reception, they were like, eh, I don't know if we'll do a second one. Yeah. When they left it wide open for one. Yeah, totally set it up for it. But yeah, they need to have a backbone and say, Hey, this is our plan. This is what we're doing. You can you can join us for the ride or not. Yeah. I mean, because I think they're still going to make their money. They have so much money, too. So if they make a series and it doesn't do as well as all their other million series that they're putting out with Marvel and Star Wars and, you know, Disney, I think they'll be fine just servicing fans for once. Yeah. Just making something good. Yep. So, yeah, I think Star Wars is alive as it's just... It's kind of slowed down. They're focusing on Disney Plus, which I like, but it is possible to do both. I mean, they can make, they don't have to release a movie every year, uh, but they can make movies alongside Disney Plus shows. I think that is possible. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what the big slowdown is as far as the films. So hopefully we get that soon. Agreed. So we want to thank you guys for joining us here on this episode of Incredible Nerds Podcast. We talked about upcoming Star Wars projects. We, Like I said at the first, we will get um, more announcements at D23 for Star Wars projects. They might just be giving us more information on all these projects that we just talked about and they haven't revealed much about. And just maybe things like that. Hopefully we'll get some new announcements for some new stuff as well. That'd be great, and we will be watching those those announcements, keeping track of them, and uh, let you know we'll talk about it in the future. So thanks for joining us. Uh, we invite you guys to subscribe to our channel and continue to watch our, our podcast as well as uh, comment on the videos or send us an email at podcast at com, and we can read it on our show and talk about it. So Thanks for listening, guys, and may the Force be with you. May the Force be with you.